A smile. A gunshot. A life fell. Her reputation was turned upside down after a callous and inexplicable act happened just before Halloween 2019. What horrors happened to the victim of two thorned roads, and the terrible consequences from it? What are her actions? Today, we will explore the case of the two foreign Rose Melissa Turner and the macabre events that take place in the dark corners of the internet. A famous cosplay model, ready to trample others on the path to fame. A crime, murder or manslaughter. Intentional or accidental. Welcome back to our channel. Please join us as we unravel the macabre story of Melissa Turner and the horrific consequences of her actions in the Two Thorn Rose case. In today's case, we go all the way to the sweltering swamps of Florida in the far south. Okay, maybe not exactly into the wetlands, but near enough to where there is a good chance of encountering alligators regularly. The region of Tampa Bay, which can be found on the western shore of the Sunshine State, is going to be our focus today. Around 3 million people call this location home, in addition to a vast number of beachfront amusement parks, miles upon miles of golden sand, and a population in excess of 3 million. It doesn't matter if you're looking for hot and sticky weather, sandy beaches, or an abnormally high amount of insanity. Tampa Bay offers it all. This particular instance certainly lives up to the aforementioned reputation. Here in the Tampa Bay area is where we come across Melissa Rose Turner. Melissa was a baby of the 1990s. She was born on November 25, 1992, making her a child of the decade. She was just old enough to remember what life was like before the internet, but only just. Melissa was a typical Florida girl when she was a child and throughout her childhood there. She had a generally pleasant upbringing, loved movies such as Baywatch and Evil Dead 2, had an aptitude for horror flicks, and was into various forms of fantasy. There was one aspect of her life that brought her a tremendous deal of misery, and for her, it was her weight. She reached her maximum weight of 250 pounds, or 114 kilograms, when she was in her late teens, and regrettably, this caused her self-confidence to suffer as a result. Not only that, but it also stopped Melissa from engaging in activities that she enjoyed, such as participating in cosplay events. Hose playing, for those who are unfamiliar with the term, is a pastime as well as a kind of performance art in which participants dress up as fictitious characters using costumes and other fashion items. Melissa's life was a living hell by the time she turned 18, and there were a number of factors contributing to this state of affairs. Despite the fact that she had earned an associate's degree in small business, she was unable to establish that her education had prepared her for employment. In this way, in addition to having issues with her weight, she was also in almost $26,000 worth of debt from college loans. She struggled with depression in virtually every facet of her life. It was at this very instant that Melissa made the decision that she was going to take action over the situation. It was time for her to summon her guts and take action to address her issues. Melissa underwent a big shift to her diet 
and her lifestyle. To improve her knowledge of health and nutrition, she began to educate herself by reading various blogs, online forums, and publications. And while all of this was going on, she had a remarkable transformation in her body weight, moving from 250 pounds in 2011 down to 160 pounds in 2013. She was able to start loving herself again and feel joyful as a result of losing 90 pounds. But it wasn't the most important thing that came out of all of this. The most important thing was that she started loving herself again. In the year 2013, Melissa had a close relationship with a man who used the moniker Sin when he was active on the internet. Eventually, Melissa met her future partner and the two started dating seriously, marking the beginning of Melissa's first committed relationship. Melissa also began dressing up as her favorite fictional characters, a practice known as cosplaying, and went on to receive professional training in the field of special effects and makeup application. It is reasonable to say that when Melissa got leaner and began to cosplay as a horror character, the number of negative comments made about her appearance on the internet began to skyrocket. Her self-assurance, as a natural consequence, skyrocketed as a direct result of this, of course. Know of your height, weight, or form. Having a positive attitude toward your body is an essential quality. But Melissa's self-assurance seems to be skyrocketing well above the normal trajectory, and the reason why will become clear in just a moment. Melissa's life had undergone significant transformations by the time the year 2014 got around. She was in a new body, and she had a new boyfriend and a large number of new pals. And when she was at the party of one of these new acquaintances, she came face to face with a lady who was working as a cam girl at the time. Melissa's first introduction to the world of adult entertainment available online and, of course, the financial aspect of the industry came right here. Melissa was used to receiving a lot of attention as a result of her cosplaying, but being a cam girl was a whole different experience for her. The only difference is that there are no costumes involved in this activity. In spite of this, it didn't take Melissa very long to think about it. And in fact, the very next day after she gave it some thought, she started taking the necessary steps to become a cam girl. After all, working part-time at Great American Cookies and Hard Genders wasn't exactly going to help her further her career. In addition to this, she exuded a tremendous degree of pristine confidence over her figure. Melissa decided to go by the alias to Foreign Rose whenever she was online from this point on. After establishing herself over the first couple of years of her new enterprise, she was ultimately able to make enough money to sustain herself financially. Her new endeavor progressed gradually but definitely. One of the weird new vocations that have emerged as a result of the rise of the internet is that of the cam girl. Even while it doesn't have to be an erotic experience per se, the broad definition suggests that it is when webcam models engage in sexually explicit behavior online in return for money, commodities, or attention. The expansion of Melissa's channels is evidence that she successfully capitalized on the opportunities she discovered here. But after some time, as she got older, 
This sort of endeavor started to slow down as newer models seized the forefront of attention. As a result, Melissa made the decision to try her hand at something different. Greetings, my name is Two Formed Rose. You can call me Rose. I'm a cam model, I'm an artist. I enjoy fitness. Making movies about that, about my artwork, and simply about my everyday life is something that I like doing. Additionally, my channel on YouTube, which is the platform on which I was publishing all of that content, was removed. I just want a site where I can upload my movies, where I can chat about my life, where I can share my artwork and my cosplays, and where I can talk about my life. And I'm hopeful that Twitch is going to be my new home, and that I'm not going to get purged from this platform. In the process of transitioning to a career as an independent cam girl, she began producing her own adult-oriented videos for financial gain. Again, this was due to Melissa's pronounced fondness for anything frightening or horrifying, as the majority of these movies were centered around cosplay or the horror genre. Her independent website, TooForeignRose.com, started to expand almost soon after it was launched. She started promoting herself on a variety of internet sites, and she even established her very own Patreon page to do so. The combination of all of these different streams of income finally resulted in a monthly income of several thousand dollars. Disclaimer. The following advice is meant to be taken seriously. Do not search for her name on Google. I mean it when I say don't. You're going to find a lot more than you were expecting to find here. I frequently search the internet for material that I can use in these films, and while there was a great deal of stuff relevant to this particular video, there wasn't much of it that I could put on YouTube anyhow. After having a lot of success with her online company for a while, Melissa and her partner Sin made the decision in 2016 to broaden her professional horizons by pursuing entrepreneurial endeavors. While they were still together, they built their very own home studio where other models could come to utilize their equipment for picture sessions for a little charge. During the time that they were together, they ran the business. It felt like a brilliant move to do this. It appeared as though the pair had set up a money-making operation right there in their own residence. But as time went on, it seemed like all of this labor gradually landed on Melissa's shoulders instead than anybody else's. Because of this, along with their regular disagreements and even charges of abuse, Melissa and Sin finally ended their relationship. As a direct consequence of this, their business failed and Melissa was left to fend for herself, which was definitely not the brightest moment in her life. Melissa was scheduled to have two separate surgical procedures in the month of March 2017, namely a thigh lift and tuck as well as a corset trunk plasty. When one flower passes away, another will grow in its place. Another man eventually showed up to fill the void that since departure had left behind. It was during the summer of 2017 that Melissa Turner would first meet Matthew Tressler, and it was then that she would fall in love with him. Matthew was born on January 11, 1994, and he spent his childhood in Hopkinton, Massachusetts, 
a town that is located in a completely different universe from the humid state of Florida. Hopkinton is a tiny town located around 30 miles west of Boston. It lies in the heart of a forested area and has a population of approximately 18,000 people. There is not much that can be discussed at this time. But concentrating on Matthew, it was said that he was a man who enjoyed having fun and worked very hard. Matthew's relationships with his friends were solid, but the one with his family was even stronger. And something that stands out throughout all of his photographs is the fact that he was a man who had a deep and abiding love for animals. This guy had a deep and abiding love for his feline and canine companions. He went to school not too far away at Westfield State University, and once he graduated, he worked his way up through a few different roles at a neighborhood Italian restaurant until he became the general manager there. Matthew was seeing a fair amount of success with his endeavors. However, because he was a young guy with degrees, it is not surprising to find out that he had loftier ambitions. Let's be honest about this. 2015 was the year that Matthew finally reached his breaking point. Since his brother Sean was already residing in the state of Florida, he decided to relocate to the Tampa Bay area. This not only gave him the opportunity to spend more time with his brother, but it also opened the door for him to professions that were more financially rewarding and fascinating. Because of this, he decided to seek employment with a technological business known as Lantern Energy. And not long after that, he started working for Elite Foam, a firm that specialized in the insulation of residential buildings, where he has been ever since. In order to include Matthew into this narrative, it is necessary to note that he later became acquainted with Melissa. By the time Christmas rolled around in 2018, it appeared like Matthew and Melissa were in the midst of one of the most exciting periods of their life. Not only had the two been dating for a considerable amount of time, but both of their careers were proceeding really favorably. And Matthew was even successful in making an appearance in a few of Melissa's videos. After what seemed to be a positive beginning to their relationship, the couple decided to pull their resources and buy a house in Riverview, Florida, on White Barn Way. The house had four bedrooms, two and a half bathrooms, and was located on White Barn Way. This was a significant accomplishment given the couple's ages. They did not lack anything that would have contributed to their success as a young couple. The home included four bedrooms, a garage, a garden, and even a pool that was enclosed by fencing in addition to its ideal location in the Boyd Farms neighborhood. In addition to the house, they had four cats and a really adorable puppy who went by the name Lanter. On Matthew's 25th birthday, which was on January 11, 2019, he expressed his thankfulness for life in a message that he published on Facebook. After another quarter of a century, I've settled down with a great girl, a puppy, four fur babies, and a mortgage. I am a happy man. The fact that I was able to get out of bed at 6.30 in the morning even though I hadn't set an alarm is another indication that I'm getting older. It appeared as though social media was portraying the ideal partnership, at least in the majority of cases. 
as a result of the split that had occurred between her and her former lover Sin. He had supposedly developed feelings of jealousy against the two of them. And according to reports, he had even threatened them by putting a pistol to Matthew's head. Despite this, Melissa and Matthew gave off the impression of being content when online. In September of 2018, Melissa wrote a post in which she gushed about how wonderful her relationship was with Matthew and how she was just as content with her life as she had been when it first began. In a nutshell, it was clear that both parties in the relationship were content with the way things were going between them, a fact that will play a significant role in the development of the plot in the coming chapters. This does not imply that their relationship was flawless in any way. It would appear that Matthew is separating himself from his friends and family as a result of the many arguments that he and his partner had. His brother Sean also characterized their relationship as being poisonous, and the neighbors who lived on White Barn Way regularly witnessed the two fighting at each other very frequently. In the end, there is no definitive proof to substantiate the goings-on of their relationship. But, based on what we know, there were problems despite the fact that they presented a pleasant online facade. Having said that, it may be said that Matthew's Facebook profile subsequently went in a different path. Matthew commented on his website on the 23rd of September, 2019 to say, Don't be a fool and blame others. Fight your own fight, he told them. It seemed as though he was single on all of his social media accounts, including Facebook. This is in spite of the fact that he had previously communicated his affection openly. It's possible that Melissa had nothing to do with this post, and it's also possible that he's never changed his relationship status from single to anything else. To tell you the truth, we will never find out. However, Matthew would pass away in less than a month's time after that. Hello, the time was 8.45 in the morning of October 18, 2019, and the date was October 18, 2019. A worrisome phone call had been placed from one of the residences located on White Barn Way, and police officers were on their way to react to it. Melissa had reached out to the local emergency agencies for assistance. Matthew Tressler, her partner, had been the victim of a deadly assault earlier. There were Halloween decorations positioned all around the Turner Tressler household, which ran down the front of the house and across the front porch. The mood of ornamental terror, however, would abruptly transform into the atmosphere of pure dread as soon as one entered the rear yard. It appeared as though Melissa had discovered her lover did on the terrace. Even after yelling and frantically trying to conduct cardiopulmonary resuscitation, CPR, there was no reaction. It seems that she discovered him in this condition, and she had no idea what had happened to him. Unfortunately, the efforts of the medical staff did not succeed in resuscitating him. At the site, Matthew Tressler's death was confirmed by medical personnel. When police and paramedics arrived at the site, it was immediately apparent to them that Matthew had been dead for some considerable amount of time. He had a lifeless appearance, and rigor mortis looked to have already set in. It was also very clear that Matthew had been the victim of a vicious assault. 
it was discovered that he had a severe wound in the center of his back, along with several punctures and lacerations. In addition to this, it looked that he had suffered defensive wounds over his arms. Melissa was left in utter disbelief. It seemed as though she had been severely frightened and was in a state of deep shock. She was really taken aback by this information. Or maybe not. You see, when the law enforcement authorities arrived at the site, Melissa told them that she discovered Matthew's body in the backyard garden. Her account was revised, however, when she was transported to the local police station for questioning after being apprehended. She said that she had found Matthew outside, but that was a lie. According to the latest version of events, Matthew spent the entire night out drinking and got home in the wee hours of the morning on October 18th already intoxicated. Because of this, Melissa was unhappy, which in turn made Matthew upset. He had reportedly started assaulting her, had beaten her a few times, and then, in a dramatic escalation of circumstances, he came at her with a kitchen knife. She was able to defend herself and call the police. It appears that she attempted to retake possession of the knife by grabbing at it, but instead she sustained an injury to her hand in the process. After slamming Melissa to the ground, Matthew reportedly started choking her after she fell to the ground. According to her, Melissa then thrust the knife into Matthew's back in an act that she claims was done entirely in the name of self-defense. Officers felt uneasy after hearing this fresh version of the events. Despite the fact that Melissa was lying, her new statement was inconsistent with the evidence that was very literally in front of them. Matthew had a number of wounds over his body, and it looked that a good number of these wounds were self-defense related. And what about the wound on her hand? It was consistent with the laceration being made in a manner toward the back, as if she were holding the knife. During the time that the cops were questioning Melissa, they were also scouring the site for evidence that may be used against Melissa. This includes gathering witness statements and security footage, as well as artifacts that were left behind at the scene. The use of recent advances in intelligent technology played an essential part in this scenario. An officer by the name of Ryan Legacy was the one who discovered a Nest Camry installed in one of the adjacent homes. This Nest home surveillance camera was placed in an ideal location near to the entrance of one of the neighboring homes. In addition, it was positioned in the direction of the patio of the house, which was a very helpful feature. Unfortunately, any visual confirmation of this vital material was prohibited as a result of Melissa and Matthew's own fence. And if the fence hadn't been there, Matthew's entire body would have been plainly visible on the surveillance camera. However, not everything was a complete loss. During the scuffle, the camera performed a fantastic job of collecting both visual and auditory data. And despite the fact that we are unable to access the tape at this time, we do have the whole transcript. Around 4.32 in the morning, Melissa can be overheard telling someone, you stay. One minute after that, the sound of glass breaking can be heard, and then 45 seconds after that, she utters the word damn it. After that, she yells, I hate you, and then 30 seconds later, she yells, get up numerous times. 
This is followed by her stating, I hate you. At 4.37 in the morning, there is a loud bang that sounds like something being smashed, which is immediately followed by cries and Melissa yelling, wake up. The next thing that she says is in a different tone, and it is, so arrogant. I despise you. Then, at 4.39 in the morning, Melissa heard someone saying, go, yourself, before someone said, let's go. After three minutes had passed, she could then be heard yelling, you, just before the sound of further sounds was added to the sound of stuff shattering. At this moment in the film, the sound of Matthew's voice could be identified, although it is unclear what he said. At 4.44 in the morning, 12 minutes after the beginning of the altercation, further scuffles can be heard, with Melissa yelling, no, and then, eventually, one minute later, she asks, what did I do? The footage from the CCTV system matched up perfectly with Matthew's smartwatch. It was just a few minutes later that it was reported that it could no longer detect his heartbeat. It was extremely obvious that Melissa was the one who had killed her lover when they considered her new explanation, the surveillance film, and the evidence that they had in front of them. However, the question that was being discussed at this point was whether or not it was an act of murder in cold blood or self-defense. The fact that Melissa delayed four hours before notifying emergency services was a particularly cruel act, as demonstrated by that one little but important element. As a consequence of this, she was formally taken into custody on the suspicion that she had murdered Matthew Tressler. The core procedures about this case were not very exciting. Melissa would later assert that she was blameless, to the point where she consented to an interview with the television station WFLA to discuss her side of the story. However, Melissa would continue to make several errors while she was inside. She bragged to her relatives that she still had a lot of money left over from her modeling job while she was on the phone with them. The prosecutor's office took offense to this. It sparked a discussion on whether Melissa ought to be squandering the money of other people by hiring a public counsel or if she ought to be paying for her own private attorney instead. In the days leading up to her trial, Melissa was first presented with the opportunity to receive a sentence of 25 years in prison in exchange for a guilty plea to the murder of Matthew Tressler. However, she turned down the offer and instead made a counter-offer of five years' employment in its place. Because of the striking difference in the penalties, no compromise could be reached, and Melissa's case went to trial instead. When the case was heard in court, the counsel for Melissa tried all in her power to persuade the jury that Matthew was an abusive spouse and that Melissa had no choice but to act in self-defense. It would appear that she had slain him out of a deep-seated concern for her own safety. The anguish that this caused Matthew's family was extremely intense. Their emotions and minds must have been put through a tremendous amount of strain after going through the tragedy of losing their kid, maybe seeing nude images of him through her social media posts, and then learning that he reportedly abused her. All of these things must have come at once. The jury, to their credit, was able to see through Melissa's falsehoods. They came to the conclusion that Matthew was not an abusive spouse, 
and they decided that the majority of Matthew's wounds did not correspond with Melissa's description of what had happened. As an illustration, the cut that was found on his right forearm had been caused by defensive actions. It's possible that he was in a posture where his arms were lifted to shield his chest and face while he was doing this. The recording made by the Nest Cam and the smartwatch both proved to be essential pieces of evidence in this case, since they assisted in demonstrating both the moment at which Matthew was slain and the manner in which he was killed. In addition, it was brought to the court's attention that Melissa had delayed a total of four hours after Matthew had been viciously attacked, before ultimately making the decision to contact for emergency medical services and the police. This demonstrated that the perpetrator was a murderer who took pleasure in the victim's death, and not a partner who was just caught up in the moment. The jurors had the option of finding Melissa guilty of second-degree murder, manslaughter, or aggravated activation. Alternatively, they may find her not guilty of the charges. And with the data laid out before them, they would need to make an informed decision. They would eventually come to a consensus on the accusation of murder in the second degree. And as a direct consequence of this, Melissa Turner was definitively determined to be responsible for the second degree murder of Matthew Tressler. In the state of Florida, second-degree murder is considered a first-degree felony and can carry a sentence of up to life in prison for the offender. Therefore, it was a stroke of good luck that she was only condemned to 20 years and six months in prison. In the year 2034, she is scheduled to be allowed to return to the regular world. As is common knowledge, Matthew's consequence is far more long-lasting. His life was brutally cut short by the one who held the deepest place in his heart and in whom he placed the most confidence. There was no evidence to suggest that Matthew posed a threat to Melissa, nor was there any evidence to imply that he had ever been abusive towards his spouse. But one thing that can't be denied is that Matthew had a lot of love to share with the people in his life. He never stopped talking about how important it was to safeguard the people and animals in his house. It is quite unfortunate that one of them, in particular, would choose to treat him in the complete opposite manner. Matthew's passing has created an insurmountable void in the lives of his family, friends, and loved ones. This instance presents a lot of fascinating questions. It focuses attention to the other side of domestic abuse, the side that we often don't talk about or see in the media, and it does it in a very effective manner. The cases of male victims of domestic violence are frequently dismissed or ignored, despite the fact that women are far more likely to be the victims of this type of assault. Her phrase didn't make much sense to me either. Melissa turned down a plea offer that would have sent her to prison for 25 years went to trial, was found guilty, and was then sentenced to 20 years in prison, which was a shorter term than the plea deal itself. Nevertheless, I don't think Melissa will be modeling for quite some time, and that's irrelevant of the industry. I really appreciate you taking the time to follow another case today. Remember to click the like button and, if you haven't already done so, Subscribe to this channel if you consider the last case to be enlightening or intriguing. As always, 
I would appreciate it if you could provide your feedback on this matter in the comment box below. And I'll see you guys again very soon for another case. However, until such time as it arrives, do not forget to take care of each other. Goodbye.